Welcome to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Come dive into today's episode sponsored by the Patriotic Mermaid. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. I have a very special guest today, Timothy Dix. Timothy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here and uh, having a conversation with you today. Yeah, Timothy, you have such a long bio, and there's so many things I want to address. Um, Timothy is one of the, I wouldn't say founders, but one of the guys from the get-go at HostGator, which is pretty awesome. And we're going to go ahead and talk about that. But first, I want you to tell our audience a little bit about your background, where you came from, a little bit about your childhood, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. So... I was born and raised in um, rural West Virginia, a very small area, really, uh, you know, the primary jobs were coal mining and sawmills. Um, You know, the town that I actually went to was called Richwood because it was rich in wood. And, uh, you know, our school mascot was the Lumberjack. And it was, uh, you know, just a a very small mountain rural area that uh, centered around those industries. Um, and really from a really young age, uh, I had always felt kind of different and like, you know, I wanted more, um, I would say, you know, growing up, uh, you know, my dad, uh, worked in sawmills and was a coal miner, you know, like most people there and for multiple generations, you know, I'd had, uh, you know, like my, uh, grandpa worked in the coal mines, like, you know, that was just kind of the goal there, you know, because, for there, in terms of the job market, those were the high paying jobs available, you know, because coal mining is pretty dangerous and there's a lot of health risks with breathing in, you know, all that. So, uh, you know, my family didn't have any entrepreneurial background or anything like that, you know, and we had a, I would say my childhood was a, you know, a pretty typical, uh, middle-class childhood, you know, I mean, we had, uh, always had everything needed, but, you know, I know that my parents always, you know, wanted to do more, but then, then they could, but, you know, we always had uh, the basics and everything needed. Um, so, you know, like I said, I had always felt kind of different, you know, and uh, I, I did extremely well in school and was just always, uh, always kind of like questioning, it was, it was interesting because I was like the very well-behaved, perfect kid, quote unquote. But I was also in a way like I had all these like rebellious thoughts and like, I'm going to get out of this place sometime, you know, because I know there's more to the world, you know, there's more out there. And I would see places. So from a young age, I, I, uh, you know, always said, I'm, I'm going to end up in New York or California or big city. Like, I don't, you know, there's more there, you know, and of course my family, uh, you know, they were being realistic, you know, and so they're just like, well, you know, maybe, but don't get your hopes up, you know? Yeah. That's kind of funny. Cause my parents, they always encouraged me to do things, but mm-hmm. they also taught me, you know, they say you have to be very realistic, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one really in my, uh, family, you know, had went to college or anything like that. So even that was something that it's like, well, maybe, but 
I don't know how you're going to pay for that. And, um, but long story short, I got, uh, on the internet, you know, this, this was late nineties. Uh, you know, so it's kind of early days, uh, got on the internet and, uh, I'm really big on being resourceful. And I think that's one of the things that has helped me the most is just figuring out what resources do I have available around me? How can I use those and leverage those to do more or to get to the next place and then, you know, reassess and you know, repeat. So I, I basically um, realized that it was fairly easy for me to learn how to make basic websites back then. And, you know, I realized that using the internet, um, I could learn uh, computer repair and because I could always look something up. And if I, so I started in middle school, actually, my first business. Uh, so I was about 13 at the time, uh, doing computer repair in town. And I always thought, you know, if I can't fix this person's computer problem, then I just won't charge them for it. So, you know, I think some people think that you have to kind of know everything and, you know, be so far ahead, but it's, you really just have to take it one step at a time. And, you know, no one in any business, even the mo- some of the most successful, you know, has everything figured out all the time. And so, you know, I just started putting up flyers, you know, like the grocery store and, uh, you know, word of mouth and uh, put uh, little display ads in the newspaper and, you know, all that and became uh, known for it locally. You know, I mean, there was really no competition for that. And then uh, that, that kind of like naturally evolved into website creation. So I would create websites, but I realized that there weren't a lot of businesses locally that, did, that wanted a website at the time. Uh, so I realized that there was a lot of power in selling on the internet, you know, and this was right. This was before PayPal even existed. You know, it was kind of a, a new thing. So I, I started making websites and I don't think a lot of the clients knew my age, but you know, they, but it didn't matter, you know, like they, they, uh, you know, were some of them would pay, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a website and I, all, all of these checks and money orders and things started just showing up. My parents were just like, what are you doing? What are you <laughs> doing are you on doing the computer? Drugs? Where is this money coming from? Is this, are you doing something illegal? You're not selling drugs. What are you doing? You know, like, yeah. Cause they just had not, they didn't really even use the computer. So you know, they were uh, kind of concerned, but they knew that they weren't really, that it was something that they weren't going to change my mind on. Um, and then over time, I mean, basically from that point on, you know, from middle school on, um, I've never made less than six figures. So I went into uh, high school making six figures. And that was a really interesting transition uh, because I was this quiet, shy, not very popular kid. And then suddenly I'm the local celebrity. Everybody wants to be your friend. I'm on the front of the newspaper. Uh, you know, there's school was getting like media attention and like, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was good that I was actually in um, a small town in a way because uh, the school was very actually supportive, you know, the administrators, principals, the teachers, um, because I, I did 
you know, I could do the schoolwork pretty easily. And so I would finish early and uh, then, you know, I would still be at school. And so there was like one teacher in particular, uh, Jenny Jones, that was the uh, business classes teacher. So she taught like accounting and keyboarding and, uh, you know, all the different, different business classes that they had. And, um, you know, we uh, uh, became pretty close and basically I had a workstation set up in the back corner of her classroom. And so when I would finish my work in high school in uh, other classes, I had a laminated hall pass and everything because <laughs> so, I would go fix teachers' computers and stuff. But when I would finish my work early, I would just, it was just a known accepted thing and everyone was okay with it. I would slip off and just quietly, you know, go to her classroom and go back to my workstation. You know, she's teaching her class, but you know, I just go back and I've worked in my business and kept building. So, so that must've been a little bit of, of a challenging time for you because as a teenager, you're already trying to figure out kind of who you are, what you're about. And then you probably had some people, um, try to use you as, especially at that age, I'm assuming. Um, so that must've been really, um, well, yeah, I mean, there was definitely like everybody suddenly wanted to be my friend. We wanted, you know, suddenly was very, uh, very nice. You know, like I didn't really have that many negative reactions. Um, I think there were some that maybe they didn't, you know, it's kind of like they heard about it, but they didn't really, think that it was true things like that you know they're like well i don't think he's really making money but it was it was an interesting interesting time uh but for the most part it was it was pretty positive and uh you know i um got from there you know making websites you know i realized that people need web hosting when they make a website and for anyone who doesn't know you know web hosting is kind of like the cloud or the servers that the website is stored on so that when you access it from your computer, it connects through the internet to that server that, uh, and that's called web hosting, you know, so it's kind of like the internet access on the other side of a website, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what, what I realized though, was that, uh, you know, people needed web hosting, you know, I was making these websites, but web hosting was something that you had to pay every month for. And so that was kind of my thing. I'm like, I kind of like this recurring income thing where, you know, it's like a subscription and they just pay every month, you know, because once they're set up, I mean, you, if something went wrong, obviously you had to fix it, but, you know, you could set people up and, you know, they would just keep using the service because they had to have it to have a website. And so they would pay every month. So I got into the web hosting industry. Um, you know, and it started, started small and, you know, grew, uh, and actually ended up, uh, joining another, uh, larger web hosting company and kind of merging, you know, my smaller business in, uh, when I finished high school and moved to upstate New York for a little bit. And then, uh, I got a call from, uh, a friend that, you know, I knew from a message board, uh, we didn't really have social media a lot of it back then that was like the myspace days i yes. guess <laughs> you know and we had aol instant messenger and our motorola um razor phones and you look too young for that i'm 34 so wow you know but, but you basically 
it's something that uh, I uh, got a call you know, from a friend of mine, and he said, "Hey, you know, I started, you know, I've started HostGator, new company," and he was like, "I think you know they were up to like nine people at the time, and it it was he's like it's starting to take off. Like I know, you know, you know the industry well, you know the business side, uh, and all the formalities and all that." and do you want to move down to Florida and join? And so I went down to Florida and it was kind of a, I don't really know what you're going to do, but you pick, pick your title and do stuff and help tame the chaos and grow. And uh, so I was the COO of HostGator and uh, we uh, were in at the time, you know, tiny little 1500 square foot office in a strip mall very crowded uh you know because we kept hiring and hiring uh soon realized that south florida was not the best market to hire tech support people in and so we looked at other locations and really for business reasons and the taxes and real estate prices and quality of life that our employees get up we moved to houston uh, about six months later and uh so we went from this 1500 square foot little office to um, the company buying a 35,000 square foot building. And, you know, we had tenants on three floors and then we had one floor and we're like, we'll never fill this floor up. I mean, you know, the tenants paid paid rent that would basically pay for the building. Um, and within a year, we were not renewing leases uh, because we moved gradually. It's like, well, let's take the third floor now, the fourth and the third. No, we need the second floor. No, the credit union on the first floor has got to move out. <laughs> you know, and so it just kind of went and we hired hundreds of people within a year of moving to Houston uh, just to keep up with growth. And there was a point where it was so uh, hectic that, you know, we were hiring uh, for customer service uh, jobs, our main criteria at one point was uh, take this typing test, see how fast you can type. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> that was the main criteria because we just needed people uh, very quickly. You know, we were growing so fast. And uh, we ended up growing that company, uh, you know, pretty much organically. And, uh, you know, we ended up posting growing to having uh you know over ten thousand servers hosting about three million websites uh i think at the peak uh you know, definitely a thousand or so employees pretty close give or take and so it was it was definitely a crazy ride the founder was three years older than me uh, we have the same birthday actually but three years older and so um you know i was kind of the uh one of the there were two of us that were kind of like his, his right hands for dealing with anything that came up and you know so it eventually evolved into more like uh dealing with like m a and, and all that because we had uh you know we didn't have any outside investors or capital or anything like that like it was all just organic growth wow and we did a lot of paid advertising but it was we were reinvesting mm -hmm money that you know was coming in we didn't have any the only debt that we ever had was a uh you know mortgage for the office building mm -hmm. um and uh you know so we had all these companies you know wanting to 
spy and you know so i dealt with a lot of the m a you know talked to them like to see because it was always kind of like the answer is no unless it's like an obscene crazy number you know mm-hmm. and uh eventually uh brent uh the founder uh basically said can you please go start another business <laughs> And I'm like, well, I kind of, I kind of don't want to. I'm kind of, you know, things are good. Like we've got kind of a rocket ship here, you know. I and I, I like it, you know. And uh, he, he was like, but I need diversity, you know. And so his thing was, he was so heavily invested since the company was reinvesting, and he owned 100 percent of the company, you know. So he was reinvesting. He was like, I just, he's like. I don't really care what it is, but I trust you. You know, obviously, you know, we have that background. He's like, go start something. I will invest whatever you need in it. And I want a minority share in it. And he's like, so I have some diversity. So I thought, you know, what is more web hosting was recurring subscription, mm-hmm. you know, and I liked that. But I thought, how can we go broader, uh, you know, where more people need it? And so uh, I launched a voice over IP phone company, Voipo, V-O-I-P-O. Voipo is actually 14 years old now, still own it today. Um, I did buy out his shares, but uh, I still own it. We have uh, about 100,000 residential customers all over the country. Wow, that's incredible. we do business service. And the cool thing is some of our customers, when I look at records, it's like they've been a customer for 12 years. We have, you know, a ton of customers that have, that have been with us, you know, for that long, paying their phone bill every month. Uh, so, you know, I, I love that. And then basically, so whenever that business started taking off, um, I, you know, I kind of phased out of HostGator and was just kind of selectively involved and uh, moved because uh, I, I didn't care for the weather in Houston. Uh <laughs> And uh, ended up moving out to uh, Southern California um, in uh, Orange County, Irvine. Um, And, you know, because I was at a point then where, you know, the business was doing well and it was more, it was definitely not a good decision if you look at it from a business perspective, because we were going into moving from Texas to California was higher cost of living, taxes, regulations, all that. But I was kind of at a point where I'd already made enough money that I'm kind of like, it's more of a lifestyle choice. Quality of life is so important. And so, uh, you know, I've been out here for about 10 years now. Um, HostGator, uh, a few years later, someone finally offered them the magic can't pass up number, which was several hundred million dollars. Uh, you know, HostGator was sold about five years ago. So wow. that was a nice win for everybody involved. And uh, it, it was a crazy exit. And then after that, you know, I still run Voipo, but, you know, I did start exploring more. I did some angel investing, uh, you know, invested in uh, a lot of companies and started doing consulting for them. Um and just kind of exploring because I just love entrepreneurship. I love business and, and just a variety of industries, you know, even though my background is mainly uh, SaaS, you know, like software and subscription and things like that, uh, software as a service. Um, but like, I, I started really seeing a lot of patterns and, you know, with consulting clients, you know, in terms of, 
being able to come in from the outside. And since we had to learn by fire, you know, building HostGator and building my, you know, even younger building my other businesses, I just figured everything out. And with HostGator, we had to figure everything out. It was like, we didn't expect to have like 500 or a thousand employees. I mean, it was like, we, we just never imagined that the growth would be like that. And we were like, just our, like we had a fill an affiliate program that we were paying out millions of dollars a month in commissions. We had like 40,000 resellers. We, I mean, it was just insane and managing all that. But um, so I think that really helped to be able to go into a lot of companies that maybe they're in a different industry, but the perspectives and things that I had and the lessons that I had learned, I could help them find those little blind spots very easily and tweak their businesses. And so I started doing a lot of consulting, uh, you know, because Voipo was honestly kind of running itself to an extent, you know, it's like, I mean, it's phone service. We are going, working on some really cool, more innovative things now, mainly with uh, business texting and analytics. But, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of, uh something new but basically we're, we're working on that and so getting more back into it but with the consulting kind of just started uh loving just you know the and investing in companies and consulting with them or consulting for equity um and obviously in all of our companies we had uh um, or in you know all of my companies and and HostGator, uh, we had uh, always uh, done our marketing in house. Uh, you know we never used an agency or anything. So you know I'd spent uh, like I mean if I don't count HostGator, I know I've spent at least ten million dollars on AdWords. You know just in other things, and HostGator we were spending so much money that it was we couldn't find anything else to do. We were literally maxed out in our Facebook, Google and all these ad networks were just like, we just can't sell you any more ad space here. I mean, your budget is like as high as it can go. I mean, it's just, there's not enough space available for what you want. So we, we sponsored a UFC fighter at NASCAR, all this stuff just to try to do more. But, that really helped a lot. So with the consulting, one of the things that I kept seeing over and over uh, were people that would, uh, you know, need help with marketing or want to grow. I really enjoyed that and had always, you know, stayed, tried to stay ahead of the curve with it, uh, you know, for my own businesses. And finally, I got to the point with the consulting where, you know, someone would pay me uh, a lot of money to help them come up with a plan. Um, and then they couldn't fully execute it, you know, because they're like, well, the other agency said they only run Facebook ads and, you know, the, you have a combination of things that you want to do. And so, and the company was Profit Layer. That's the, the name of my consulting company. Mm-hmm. Because Profit Lawyer, right? Profit Layer. A layer. But, yeah, because I look at it as like, there are different layers that go into any business, you know, and that's you know, it could be like operations, marketing, all of it, but you need all of those, you know, for things to work. And then within each layer, like within the marketing layer, there are all different types of marketing that you can layer together. So you could use a combination of 
whether it's like YouTube and uh, Facebook ads and uh, organic and referrals and setting up affiliate programs. And it's different for every business. And so we take like a consultative approach where most agencies come in and they're like, we're a Facebook ads agency. We run Facebook ads. That's what you're going to do. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, that might work, but you miss out on the synergies that you can get by like layering everything together. And you may have, uh, you know, vanity metrics, which are like, you know, like you're getting a lot of likes and, you know, your lead costs might be going down or whatever, but are those people buying anything? You know, and are you actually making money? And could you actually maybe you should cut your ad budget, you know, and like reinvest in, you know, spend that money on PR or, you know, any, any number of things, depending on the type of business. So uh, from, I really look at the whole business and, you know, create like kind of like a custom layered plan with them that could include paid ads, you know, organic uh, media, booking them on podcasts, anything like that. And so I kept running into that. And basically we launched um, an ads agency uh, as a division within Profit Layer. Um, and I acquired another agency uh, to do that. And so whenever we have paid ads, uh, you know, our paid uh, media agency runs uh, Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube, programmatic, uh, pretty much any paid platform out there and uh, you know manage anywhere some clients you know the budget might be as little as five thousand dollars a month uh and we have some that are in the hundreds of thousands a month mm-hmm. uh, and then I, there are a few that are like it's unlimited as long as you're meeting the measures <laughs> i love that you have that layer effect because i've contacted different people to try to find advertising for either my podcast or my new business. And there's not that layer there. And I feel like everyone's trying to sell me one thing. They're trying to sell Facebook ads or they're trying to sell Google. And you want that real good balance. So I love that. The other thing I have to say is I love your heart. (laughs) Um, Anybody who's an angel investor has such a different heart than the typical business person. And I want to point that out because um, some people may not know what an angel investor is, but, um, and I can't speak for you personally, but I, I know other angel investors who are looking for good causes to, to actually help. And they're not just money hungry for it. Um, would you mind just quickly touching on um, what has intrigued you or what, what, made you decide to help other people that's pretty big um it's a big deal and i want to highlight that yeah you know i think you know i i figured things out you know on my own but i think that you know i'm able to help people you know apply a lot of the stuff that i learned and uh, give them capital that because of the position that i'm in now um, maybe a small amount of money to me that I'm willing to risk, but for them just starting a business, you know, like it could be even like, you know, like $10,000 is huge for a new business, mm-hmm. you know? And so 
But for me, like I can afford to lose $10,000 or, you know, um, you know, my investments are usually anywhere from 10 to um, maybe on the high end, a couple hundred thousand. Uh, so it's small rounds and it's kind of like, you know, not like I'm really looking for people that, you know, they have the, the desire, they're willing to work hard, you know, they have like a viable product and idea and they're not like, yeah, I want to start a business and to make a lot of money mm -hmm. because if you're just focused on the money, you're probably not going to have that much success. Yes. So I look for people that they have everything else. They're like, I have a really cool idea or it could be as simple as maybe they don't have a crazy new innovative idea that is going to be something brand new to the market. Maybe they're just saying I can take like a very straightforward, simple service and I can do it a better way where I can add just a little bit more to it to do it at a higher level of service. Like, you know, maybe it's like, uh, you know, like lawn care or service businesses or anything like that. It doesn't have to be like some crazy invention or software or something because I, I love small business. You know I mean? I deal with, I have some clients that are like large publicly traded companies, but I really love the small businesses and that's really the heart of the country. You know, I mean, most businesses are small and it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why would you want to invest in someone that, you know, wants to start a landscaping company or something like that? They're like, how much money can you really make? Like, I'm like, you know, but there, there are like so many people that, you know, if they have that opportunity, you know, and just a little bit of help. And then I can contribute not only uh, money, but sometimes I don't even contribute money. It's just like connections, exposure, experience, or, you know, we plug them into our marketing agency and cover, you know, their ad costs or uh, in exchange for um, profit sharing or equity in the company. And so, I really like those small, uh, boring businesses, you know, and just helping people because there's so many opportunities out there for people and the people that are really, um, you know, passionate about what they're doing and, you know, they want to do it uh, with excellence. I mean, you know, I, I just love working with them, you know, and giving them the chance. That says a lot about you. And I think that that's why you've been so successful because people can sense that when they go to somebody for, um, you know, to hire somebody. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say it again. I love your heart. It's just amazing. Oh, um, I can see, you know, you started out at Humble Beginnings in mm -hmm. West Virginia as a coal miner's son. And um, for those of you who don't know, you know, you should just Google what a coal, coal miner has to do. It's very, very hard work. And so I just love hearing your story because you kind of took us through your childhood and how you had that drive to do something more. And now you've done a lot and you're still giving back. And I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons that I got into doing a lot of consulting really is just because, you know, I was, uh, I had joined, you know, a lot of business networking groups and masterminds and all that. And, um, you know, now, like, usually I have businesses that, you know, usually 
I'll do like an assessment, you know, where it's like they pay, you know, a fee. Um, and, you know, we just kind of deep dive into everything about their business. And then it's like, hey, I can, I think I can help you, you know, and here are some things that I think I can help you with. Or sometimes it's like, I don't know that I can help you. I don't, you know, I don't think I can. Or sometimes it's, I don't think I can, but I know someone you should talk to to see if they can, you know, and having, you know, trusted uh, people around because, you know, it's kind of like the layers, you know, sometimes there's just different things. Like it's not necessarily the type of marketing that you should do and the combination of ad networks and media appearances and stuff doesn't necessarily, it's not like a, a fixed thing, you know, it's individual for every business and service, but it's also individual for the owner of that business and their personality, their interests, you know, what they like to do. Like, like a good example is if you have someone video marketing is huge right now, you know, especially if you have video marketing and you run some like paid ads to the videos it's like super low cost to do that because Facebook and Google and, you know, the YouTube and the platforms, they're kind of like right now competing for video market shares. So the prices are a little lower. And so promoting content like that is good. But if you prescribe that to like a business that the person is not comfortable in camera, then it's not a good fit. Because that person, maybe they like to network with people. So it might mean that the majority of their marketing should be face-to-face, you know, like uh, local networking groups or, you know, it's it's all individual, you know, and it's kind of like you, you wouldn't go to the doctor and just say, you know, I need X surgery, do it. You know, it's like, that's not how it works. They diagnose, you know, and get to... They check, you know, the symptoms, do figure out what's best for you. And then here, here's your prescription or here are your options. Mm -hmm. You know, would you like to to get this medication or surgery? So I love that you're consultative, you know? Yeah. I love that you're so upfront about it too, because, um, I've had meetings and I just feel like, oh gosh, I just wasted, you know, half an hour of my life having this meeting with someone. If they had just been upfront with me and told me, this is what we offer. These are the different platforms. So I like that. Um, if somebody wanted to hire your company mm-hmm. to help with their advertising or marketing, where would they go? What is your yeah. website? So it's just uh, profitlayer.com. Mm-hmm. Um, or they can find me on uh, pretty much any social media platform, Timothy Dick or Profit Layer on social media. Um, the majority of our business is all. Uh, word of mouth, you know, so we don't advertise a lot, but we are out there. And the, the main criteria, you know, that we're really looking for and the people we're able to help uh, marketing wise are the ones that they already have a product or service. They maybe are selling a little bit of it or a lot of it. Basically, they, they just have some kind of product or service that's existing that they're selling some of. And then we, we can help them scale up. Um, and we also do a lot of audits, you know, like where if they are doing paid advertising, 
on Facebook or Google or any of the major networks, we can go in and just kind of do a quick audit and almost always tell them, hey, you know, like 30% of this is not it's not even being tracked so how how do we know you know and we always find huge savings there and there are sometimes though that people come through it's like you know what your agency's doing a great job mm-hmm. you know so you know we're we're not going to try to like convert you because you know we we just don't believe in that and so we like i said we work with you know small businesses that have a budget of like a few thousand dollars a month or things like that um some of our uh, larger clients, uh, for if you're into personal development uh, and uh, that that space, probably recognize some of them. Uh, Steve Sims, uh, Jay Abraham, uh, Harbecker, who run you know all their marketing for their online courses. Uh, you know, there's some of the some of the larger ones, and then there's obviously like SaaS and tech, and and then. Uh, Beyond that, you know, so we have the marketing and then I also, uh, you know, do just standard business consulting where it's literally, it's just kind of like, here's my business. Here's what I've got. Here's what I think my problem is. And, you know, I either want to grow or I need to streamline or whatever the case is where I'll just literally just spend a few hours uh, on like that diagnosis kind of call and just figure out can I help or not? Because sometimes there are just little connections that I have, or, uh, you know, maybe it's like, Hey, I know this other person has an audience with, and they have a big list. And if you would just pay them a commission, mm-hmm. they would just tell all their customers about you, you know, and you would get business from that. So, you know, I just basically take all the resources and info that I have and just see if I can help them or not. So That's for that, huge. people just reach out to me and, uh, you know, we set something up and go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think I, I love what I do. So it's kind of, a, you know, I, and I love different industries, you know, because we've worked in, we have clients in everything from high tech to uh, venture capital funds to uh, fertility, uh, farm software. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have acupuncture. Uh, I mean, we've, we've got like such a variety, um, you know, it's pretty cool because like I said, you know, there, it's not about just creating the next Facebook or, you know, the next iPhone or anything crazy. I mean, that can happen, but yeah, would you please do that? <laughs> yeah, You know, but it's like at the end of the day, I mean, there is nothing wrong with staying small even. You know, if someone has a small business and they are, you know, they're uh, making a good living for themselves and they like that, I'm not one to say you should grow. You know, it's like if you don't want to grow and you're comfortable with it, maybe more sense to, you know, stay where you're at because as you grow, you might add more uh, stress in your life or need to commit more time or different things. So we just uh, look at the whole picture and, you know, I have a great team of people, uh, you know, that uh, work, you know, through my companies and uh, we, uh, we just love to help. Mm-hmm. 
Excellent. Timothy, thank you so much. And everybody who's listening, I'm going to have um, Timothy's social networking uh, attached to all of the description of the show. Um, We'll put it on our social media as well. We'll tag you, Timothy, for sure. Um, Thank you again for joining us. And is there just one little um, bit of information you could maybe give somebody who's considering to start a business right now? Um, What would you say the one of your biggest pieces of advice would be? I think the one of the biggest things is just to realize that uh, everything is done one step at a time, you know, and so you don't have to have everything figured out when you start. You just kind of have to start somewhere, get one thing done, and then see what happens then, and then add something to that and just keep building like that, you know, because even the largest companies, there's a lot of internal stuff that they don't know what they're going to do or, you know, there's always stuff going on, but, you know, just don't compare yourself to, to others and also just be resourceful, you know, and look at your resources and realize that, you know, there is no one way to do stuff. There are many ways. And a lot of times, like you may have resources already that you could use a little differently than you currently are that could help you launch or build a business if you just use them that way. So sometimes, and that's where sometimes an outsider can see like, you know, everybody in town, like obviously you could open something and everyone would, you know, go there, but it's like people, you know, I think we all tend to just kind of overlook our resources. I agree with that. That's very true. Well, thank you again, Timothy, for being on the show. I'm really happy that you joined us. You had some great information and I don't even know where to start. Usually Mm -hmm. I put together an article after the show. I'm going to have to have a chapter book for this one. It was so great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Well, it was great being on. I hope everyone got value out of it. Um, I appreciate you having me on and, uh, you know, let's uh, connect and uh, maybe we'll do this again. That would be amazing. Thank you, Timothy. And thank you everybody for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thanks for all that you do. Sponsored by the Patriotic Mermaid. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. For more information and updates, check out www.pattycatter.com or thepatrioticmermaid.com. Also, make sure to drop us a follow on Instagram at Wake Up With Patty Catter and at The Patriotic Mermaid. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, take care.